to In the Country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories, two great stories that get told. Spend some time in the country, now it's time we start the show. Ontario country artist Ty Benton joins me now on the show. He has a brand new single out at Country Radio called I'll Never Know, and we're going to hear that uh, here on the show, plus another fan favorite of his, Canadian Country Boy. That's coming up a bit later on the show. My pleasure now to welcome Ty Benton. Hey, Ty. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. It is great to have you here, and I'm so excited to share with everyone your brand new single, I'll Never Know, which our listeners uh, will not only hear, but they'll also have a chance to uh, go over to iTunes and get the song for themselves. Absolutely. Now, this song, of course, is uh, one that you had a hand in writing, and uh, it's got a, a great message in it, kind of a different twist on uh, a love song. Uh, tell me about your co-writer and uh, a bit about the song. So my, my co-writer is a good buddy of mine named Jordan Hansinger, and, and for those of you who aren't familiar that, with that name, Jordan's the uh, band, one of the banjo players and guitar players for Cold Creek County. Uh, and him and I usually are like uh, two ships passing in the night. We we we're always kind of in the same spot, but we never quite run into each other. So whenever we've got some time off, we try and get together for some some drinks or, or dinner or something and catch up. And, and every now and then we pull the guitars out and we write. And, uh, yeah, the one night we happen to be sitting down just playing around and, you know, give it an hour and I'll never know is written. <laughs> wow. One hour. That's amazing. Yeah, I find when, when you kind of get on to uh, – a good song they kind of come out pretty quick and and you know there are songs that have taken you know several writing sessions to finish up but i always find the ones that i end up enjoying the most and liking the most are the ones that that kind of just come together uh pretty quick that way mm-hmm. yeah i mean i've heard that before and i guess it's because those songs are just a natural idea that flows Nothing is forced about it. It's the idea and maybe the time you're writing it. Just everything's coming together, but a natural idea uh, just kind of writes itself. Yeah, I find, you know, I've had songs where I'll, <laughs> I'll come up with a hook line or, or a verse or something here and there, and, and I've literally had it for four years before I finally, you know, you throw it out in a writing session, and, and you know pretty quick which, which idea is going to stick and what you want to run with because, you know, it just kind of comes out naturally, like you said, and, and that was the case with I'll Never Know. And, and of course, the message in this is kind of about uh, uh, someone who really isn't getting closure uh, on their relationship, and sometimes you do, but, but you don't always. You don't always know sort of why it ended, how, you know, what, what exactly happened. Yeah, and I think we've all kind of been through that at, at one point or the other. And when Jordan and I sat down to write this song, uh, the the line I'll never know kept popping into my head, and I kept kind of getting to the same spot in the song and singing it. And uh, him and I have both kind of been through relationships like that, and we, we sure um, know a lot of friends and family members who have kind of been through the same thing. And it, and it just kind of struck me as a cool cool twist on the situation and yeah it's about those relationships where they end and you you don't really get that closure from it and, and you find yourself kind of wondering you know do they still think about me do they do they feel they made the right choice and, and all this but you know you're you're never going to find those answers and that's one of the great things about country music the fact that these songs are written from 
you know, real experiences, whether it's the writer, the singer having it, or maybe it's somebody that the writer knows, you know, that you know of, you can write about their experience. But country music really captures those sort of everyday moments that uh, we all go through. Well, and to me, I think that's the the part I enjoy about co-writing with other people as much uh, as I do, is you, you wind up in situations where, you know, I have all of my life experiences and things that I've been through, and I might come into a writing session with a line or an idea, and you throw it out in the room, and the person you're writing with or, or the people you're writing with give you back a different perspective on that that you never really thought of, and you go, oh, man, yeah, that makes mm-hmm. so much more sense than what I was thinking of. Um, and and I find it really interesting to kind of take those ideas and run with them. That is so cool. You're right that the co-writer really expands uh, the theme of the song or, or something about the song because of what they're bringing to it. So that, of course, is uh, why co-writing is so powerful. Uh, now, you've been to Nashville uh, a few times, Ty, I know, and it's a big part of your career. Tell me a bit about what Nashville means to you and for anyone listening who is a singer-songwriter in the country area uh, and hasn't gone down there yet, what's, what would be a good uh, way of uh, letting them know how important it is for them, too? Uh, to me, Nashville is, is a lot like any other city. I mean, like when, when you come to like the amenities and, and the things to go out and see, it, it's it's not too much different than most of the other cities. The only difference from a from a musical standpoint is, you know, in Canada here we have a lot of very good songwriters, yourself included, um, and. The only downside is most of us are so far away from each other. You know, we've got guys in Ontario, you've got guys on the West Coast, the East Coast. It's not as easy mm-hmm. to kind of organize all those people in one room or, or in one area to get a writing session going, whereas in Nashville, you can call somebody up at noon and be in a writing session at 1230 because everybody's there, and, and even though everybody's performing all the time or, or doing different stuff, there's so many people in that one little area that at any given time, somebody is available to write. And as a songwriter, a lot of times I'll have ideas pop into my head at the most random times. And most of the time it's three in the morning when everyone else is sleeping. But that's <laughs> the beauty of Nashville is everyone in, in that city, for the most part, is a, is a musician to some degree. And there's going to be somebody awake at that time when you have that idea who's like, yeah, man, I'm free. Swing by my place and we'll we'll figure this out. And... You can't really do that in any other city. That is pretty amazing. And uh, for someone who is listening who uh, you know, hasn't been in Nashville before and wants to write with someone there, you know, where do they start if they don't have a connection right now? Is there a way they can connect with somebody to begin to sort of hook up with, with a writing crowd? I, I think the easiest w- place to start, um, because most people who are kind of getting into the music industry know other people within the industry, at least in your area. And chances are one of those people know someone like myself who's been down there a few times. And, you know, just drop them a line on, on social media or shoot them an email uh, or a text message if you get their phone number and just say, hey, I'm going to be down in Nashville in this area. Um, I'm looking to write with a couple people. Can you recommend anyone? And most of us would be more than happy to give you any number of names and, and try and help you out as best we can when you go down there. That is a great idea. That's amazing. It's 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 so uh, you know something that hits me every time I talk to country artists, uh, just how giving they are, and they really are supportive of other artists coming up. It just feels really uh, like a special family. 
Well, I, I think at the end of the day, especially in country music, um, we all just do this because we love to play. And, you know, at, at one point in time, we were all, you know, that, that new kid on the block trying to figure out how this industry works and, and what the next step is. Right. And, you know, for, for me, it was guys like George Canyon and, and uh, Dean Brody and those guys who kind of, you know, gave me the time of the day when, you know, they had no idea who I was or or you know, mm-hmm. had no interest whatsoever, but you know they took the time to give me some advice and stuff, and they probably don't even remember that now. But it's it's kind of one of those pay-it-forward things, and none of us want to see somebody struggle and, and have a hard time with this. If you're truly talented and you want to give this a go, most of us are more than happy to, to do what we can to help you. I love that. Let's uh, turn to your brand-new single. My guest is Ty Bant, and this is I'll Never Know here on In the Country. And that is brand new music from Ontario country artist Ty Bainton. The song is called I'll Never Know, and uh, you can get that at iTunes. And uh, is it, has it been officially released to country radio yet, Ty? 
No, we, we were actually looking at doing an August release. And the interesting thing about August in the, the radio industry, and, and I mean similar to anybody in any industry, this is a time you go on vacation. And a lot of the music directors and program directors are kind of enjoying the tail end of the summer. And then, of course, next week we fly out to Saskatoon for the Canadian Country Music Awards. Mm-hmm. And nobody's going to get any work done at the CCMAs because it's basically a week-long <laughs> family reunion. So we're actually right. going to radio September 12th with this single. So it'll be, it'll be out Perfect. to radio and we'll have the option to pick it up once the CCMAs are done and everybody's kind of had a a bit of a breather to recuperate, and then uh, we'll follow that up shortly with a radio tour to support it. That's awesome, and of course, our listeners at that time, uh, if they're listening to it, uh, of course, the podcast stays online for a while. Uh, they can you know, call their local country station, say they want to hear uh, Ty's song, I'll Never Know. Uh, let's talk uh, more about songwriting, and we have another song of yours coming up, and I'll also remind people, not only are your songs at iTunes, but they can learn more about you at your website, tybainton.com. Uh, and of course, we touched on songwriting. Uh, can you take us back to, Ty, when you discovered uh, that you wanted to write a song? Well, you know, what age were you when you thought, hey, I, I've listened to songs, now I, can, I want to try writing one of my own? I don't ever recall really having that, I'm going to try and do this. Um, but I would have been about 14 when I, when I started playing the guitar, and I'd always kind of been uh, musical in the sense that I was either singing or whistling or, or doing something along those lines ever since I was little. Um, but it was just one, one night, I think, and, and I just got a melody stuck in my head, and the, the words kind of came to me. And, and back then I was writing it down on a piece of paper. Now it's all on an iPad or, or your phone. Right. But I don't actually recall sitting down with the intention to go, okay, let's sit and focus and write a song. It just kind of came out. And I find that that still hmm. holds true with how I write today. You know, we'll get together for you know, a writing session, like say Dave, you and I were writing, we'd say, okay, well, we're going to write at two o'clock on, on this date at this location. But I still try and go into those writing sessions with some ideas. I don't want to show up with nothing and go, so what do you got? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I've got a list of hooks and, and melodies and stuff. And oftentimes when I go into that writing session, I'll have two or three ideas that I'm kind of playing around with and I'll throw them out in the room and see what you think of them. And then oftentimes you'd throw some Mm -hmm. ideas out my way. And generally one of those ideas, one of us will go, Oh man, that's awesome. Let's write that because now you get a, you know, a bit of a brainwave or, or an aha moment on where to take that song. And away you go. That is great advice uh, for anyone, you know, who hasn't been in a co-writing situation that maybe, you know, they might think, well, I'll show up, we'll see what happens. But, you know, preparation, as you just said there, to write down stuff, have melodies, have parts of ideas, parts of a song, not a whole song, but throw that out there, see what your co-writer's into that day. And uh, that that's an awesome way of, uh, of making it happen. And as you said, you don't really always try to uh, conjure up the song. You a lot of times just let it come to you. Yeah, and, and I mean, I have friends of mine who I... Uh, write with frequently. A, a good friend of mine, Shard Morrison, lives out in Calgary. Um, and him and I, every Tuesday night, so when, it, for people listening, it's Tuesday when we're doing this interview, I'm writing mm-hmm. with him later tonight over Skype. And him and I have been writing together every week since the first CCMAs in Edmonton, which is going back like four or five years now, if not more. And 
him and I have definitely gone into writing sessions where it's just been a crazy, hectic week. Neither of us have any ideas to bring to the table. But you spend an hour and a half catching up and, and all that, and then somebody throws an idea out of left field and you run with it. Right. And with people you've been writing with for a long time, a lot of times that writing session just becomes a, a catch-up session because you haven't seen each other in a while. Mm-hmm. And, and normally out of that, you know, hey, what's new with you or what have you done recently? Something comes out or somebody says something that it's like, hey, man, that sounds like a really cool song. And and I right. find it's more easy to do that with people you've been writing with consistently. But if I'm writing with someone new, I always want to try and go into that with some material um, to get things going. That's a good point, yeah. The, the preparation is sort of needed, uh, especially with those new writers, because you don't have the rapport yet and you're, you're uh, trying to get there. But if you've written with somebody a bunch of times and you're that comfortable, you're right, a, an idea will fall out of a conversation, maybe a relationship, a family member. But as you're talking, uh, something, as you said, it'll sound like a line or it might even sound like a song title, and it's like, boom, let's go with that. Absolutely. And, and I, especially for younger um, songwriters and artists, you're probably not at a point career-wise or, or music-wise <clears throat> where you might have a grasp on who you are as an artist and, and kind of what your, your image and, and brand is. And when, when I mention that, I mean mm-hmm. what it is you want to be singing about and, and promoting, um, both lyrically and how it ends up sounding. So in a lot of those initial writing sessions, especially mine, you're, you're kind of playing around with a whole bunch of ideas. And, and the thing that I enjoy now is especially with this new project we're working on, I'll Never Know Included, um, I feel I've really found who I am sonically. And and what I mean by that is how I want to sound and how I want the production behind these tracks to feel. And knowing that going into a writing session gives me so much more direction because we can very quickly kind of pass over ideas or melodies or phrasings that... I now know off off the bat, you know what, that's probably not mm-hmm. along the lines of something I would go into the studio and record. And we can get closer to, okay, yeah, this feels like one of my songs. This is something I could see myself performing. And I, I feel when you, the more you write and the more you evolve as an artist, the more focus you have with what you're doing, not only songwriting, but per, performing as well. That is really interesting to hear about the focus, and of course that would uh, make everything sort of hit a mark because you know exactly what you're looking for, and it's uh, it's efficient, and and it's that's amazing. And I know when we've talked in the last few weeks, you've you've explained how there's a real uh, plan, and it's a long-term plan for your career, Ty. As far as releasing singles, we're not talking six months ahead. You got a couple of year uh, business plan, music business plan uh, in the works. Well, I, you know, I find that the best analogy I've ever heard is it's like making a snowman. As long as you keep that ball moving, it's relatively easy to keep it moving. Whereas as soon as you stop and it freezes to the ground, it's a lot harder to get that momentum going again. And the same holds true with the music industry. You know, if you have one single that goes out and it does very, very well and you've got a good tour that goes with it, but then there's really nothing to follow that up with, nothing to keep that momentum going you're basically going back to square one and starting again the next time the single comes out. So um, for me, it it was, okay, you know, I put out my first uh, LP album. That was Good Old Boy. 
And that was a few years back, but the reason that I kind of stepped back and reorganized everything is because I knew I needed to have this content material moving forward uh, for when we were really going to take a run at things. And and now we've got this single ready to go. We've got another release set for February and June with um, the album coming out uh, in June sometime around that third single with releases clear into 2019. And I'm actually now um, writing songs for the project that comes after that. Now, the, the, wow. the way I have right now is there's three more tracks that we're going in mid-December through January to record, one of which is a single that I know I'm putting out in February. But between now and then, any, th- any of those three songs are kind of up in the air because if between now and then I write something that I'm like, you know what, I like this song better than this one or I feel mm-hmm. stronger, then I, I still right. have the the ability to go in and, and switch that out. But now some of those songs that were kind of on the edge for this album might end up making the next one, or they might get bumped right off the radar completely by the time, you know, we spend the next two or three years writing towards that next project. That's really interesting to hear. Just uh, the, the long-term plan uh, that as you said, you know, you've got it in place. You want to keep the momentum going. And uh, that's really the way someone needs to plan their career, uh, to, to, be that, to look that far ahead. Well, and I think it's, it's one of those things that you, you can't necessarily do until you reach a point where you've got a good grasp on what you want your career to look like. And I guess what I mean by that is, you know, what types of songs do you want to be putting out? You know, how do you want the production behind it to sound? And and for any young artist starting out, I know certainly when I was working on my first EP album and my first LP album, I had no idea. So at that time, you know, I wasn't going into the big expensive recording studios and spending $4,000 a track, if not more, uh, to record them. You know, I think I did my entire LP album for around three grand. Uh, with some close friends of mine in kind of a home studio because it's an it's an environment that allows you to experiment and play around and try new things um, mm-hmm. to get a better grasp on what that is. And then, of course, I I played a little over 200 shows a year for about six or seven years. And through that time, you know, you look at the, the album you made and then you look at how you actually end up playing that album live. And it, it's inevitably going to change uh, when you get into the live scene, um, and you end up going towards a sound that you're more comfortable with and you enjoy a lot more. And then when we went into to work on this project, um, we were able to capture that that sound and, and that live feeling uh, in the new songs, and, and I'm very proud of that. Well, let's turn back uh, time just a bit uh, to a previous single years. We'll come back and talk about it. It's Canadian Country Boy. This is my guest, Ty Bainton, on In the Country. Tiles of my 99 shift A load of empties in my bed 
And that is Canadian Country Boy from Ty Bainton, Ontario's own. And uh, you also shot a video for that song. Uh, tell me a bit about that. I know it's a, it's a fan favorite. It always goes over well at your shows. <laughs> uh, well, you might not remember this, but, but back around the time that song came out, Molson Canadian had a series of ads out. Um, and it was like, you know, you, you've, uh, you fill your buddy's pint glass up before you own. You've curved your hockey stick with a blowtorch and... And all these things, talking about what it means to be Canadian. And I, I remember watching these and, and laughing because I've literally done every single one of those things. And <laughs> I, I've got some friends who live down in, in the States and, and all this stuff. And the few times that I've been down uh, to their places down there and, and, you know, you get to having a bonfire and all this stuff, they, they start realizing, they're like, you know what, like there's not a huge difference between you know, country boys in, in the States and, and in Canada. And it got me thinking because there, there were minor little differences. You know, they'll have a bush party, you know, in, in November and have all their pickup trucks lined up with the lights on so they can see, you know, where the where the, the area is and where the, where the drinks and everything are. But for me right. growing up, we had all the trucks lined up with the headlights on so you could still see the pond at night so you could keep playing hockey once the sun went down. <laughs> and you know little things like that and I, the the idea kind of came to me late at night and I remember I went out and I actually wrote it on the front porch of my house because at 3 or 4 in the morning everyone else who was in the house at the time was sleeping and I didn't want to wake them up and I wrote the first verse in the chorus played around a bit and couldn't think of the the second verse so I went you know what I'll go back up I'll go to bed I'll do it in the morning and literally as soon as I got up and I lied down in bed the, the the idea for the second verse started coming to me, so of course, get out of bed, get dressed again, grab the guitar back outside, and <laughs> and uh, that was one of the songs that we were in the middle of recording the Good Old Boy album, and that song was kind of like a late addition to the album. I I wrote it the day before we went into the recording studio, um, and I don't actually remember what song we we were slotted to record and release for the single, but that song ended up bumping whatever that tune was and, and i'm glad it did yeah i hear that a lot with uh, you know songs that uh, 
artists planned to go into the studio with uh, and it got bumped or a last minute uh, song yeah that they heard uh, became a single because there's just something about those last minute songs that have a certain magic to them I guess well and that's a single I'm <coughs> I'm looking to record and release in February uh, wasn't originally supposed to be on this album um, and I, I was down in Nashville in June and in a writing session with some friends of mine and I, I had had this idea for a long time uh, kicking around and we were kind of in the early stages of the right and I was kind of sitting back and waiting to see what everybody else was going to throw out because I you know I wanted to give them the opportunity to throw an idea in the room that they wanted to work on and uh, when it became apparent that no one really really knew where we wanted to take the right I threw that idea out and ended up writing writing a song called lightning in a bottle and uh, the the reactions I've gotten to it playing it live have been incredible and it's one of my favorite songs that I've written that it ended up bumping one of the tracks that was going to get recorded this winter and it's it's now going to be the single right. for February it ended up being that piece to the puzzle wow. that we were kind of missing Mm-hmm. amazing how that happens I love it well Ty thanks so much for being on the show it's always great to have you here and to catch up and I know you've still got uh, shows coming up. Uh, we're, we're taping August 29th, and uh, this upcoming weekend, for anyone listening in time, can check you out at the CNE. I think you said you're there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, we're there September 1st, 2nd, and 3rd from 3 to 6. I believe the first show I'm playing with uh, with a good friend of mine, Andrew Hyatt, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And then the next two days nice. I get to hang out with the boys from the Chris Buck Band, so it'll be good to see them again. I haven't seen them since the CCMAs. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, great chance for anyone to uh, get out and catch you at the CNE uh, this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, again, thanks so much for being here, Ty, and all the best with uh, your latest single, I'll Never Know. Well, thank you very much, Dave. Once again, my guest has been Ontario's own Ty Banton. Uh, of course, you can check him out at iTunes, uh, get some of his songs there, and also his website is tybanton.com. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.